for absolutely nothing. Say it again. War. <laughs> ah, this guy. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. RBIs is most important. Slugging percentage and OPS. Wins and losses and ERA. But don't come around with that wins over replacement because I say war. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Yeah! Here we go. Allow me to be frank. Episode 13. We're recording this on Monday night, December 18th, 2017. This is Frank's flu game. He's working through his eye injury. He suffered over the weekend. The Devils just won, though, so you're in a good mood, right, buddy? Yeah, Devils just won. They they uh, trailed all game. Uh, they were down 3-2 entering the third uh, period. Then... Uh, Scored early to tie it, scored midway to take the lead, and then they put that empty netter in just as we were starting recording or starting up the call. Every weekend it feels like we have so much to talk about come Monday. Uh, but let's start. Let's give the listeners an update on how your eye is doing. Talk about you know how this went down, how you hurt your eye, and then you know an update on how you're feeling. Well, I got a trolley horse. Uh, and all of a sudden I, I couldn't walk, so I was like rubbing my face because it was hurting. And then, like, like I, my, I felt like I turned my eyelid inside out for some reason. I mean, my, I couldn't close my eye, couldn't move my eye, couldn't open my eye. And then when I finally got it open, it just stung the rest of the night. And it's like I couldn't even let light in. It just kept watering. I had to keep putting cold compresses on it. It was painful. Uh, Sunday it felt a little bit better, so it wasn't too bad. It just stung a little bit. And then today it just felt pretty good, so... That it healed pretty quickly, fortunately. Okay, there you go. You're on the up and up. You healed much faster than a Mets player would. Yeah, well, if Ray Ramirez there was there, he would tell me to throw some hot wax in it, and it'll make it feel better. Oh, sorry, that's the wrong. Color. Is that is that Ray Ramirez's accent? Well, I always uh, pictured him as uh, sounding like Doctor Nick. So. Okay. <laughs> and you saw Star Wars on Friday night, right? Yes, I did. How'd you like it? Uh, it was good. It was very complex. Mm-hmm. It's something I think I need to see again to get a full grasp of what was going on. Okay. It was how complex the storyline was. And to tell you the truth, it was good, but I think I need to see what happens in Episode 9 to really get a full opinion of what happened in Episode 8 because just just how much things, how much, how much happened. There's got to be a different payoff and uh, how it, where they go from here. So they set a lot of set a lot of things up without giving away, you know, any spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They uh, a lot happened, and now we gotta just gotta see where it goes from here. Is that something you do? Will you see like a new Star Wars movie multiple times in theaters? Uh, typically, yes. Uh, okay. Typically, I'll see yeah, it there, twice. There's some Star Wars fans that'll go like four or five times, like all in theaters. Yeah, most movies I only see once in theaters, but Star Wars I try to see twice. Hey, Frank, if you were placing a bet on an upcoming bowl game or, you know, any NFL or NBA, NHL game you wanted to gamble on, where would you go to do that? Oh, you have to go to my bookie AG. I mean, they have the fastest online payouts. It's really the place to go. I mean, my bookie AG, you use the code, uh, code word tank, you get discounts. I mean, what more could you want? It's the greatest gambling site on the Internet. If that pitch doesn't sell uh, Tank's Army, I don't know what would. 
listeners, if you use the promo code TANK, you get 50% sign-up bonus. You deposit 50 bucks, you get 25 extra dollars uh, to gamble. Frank's, you know, he types up his picks every week. You can be following along with him. Frank, what would you think about maybe later in the week sending out like some of your best bets uh, that, you know, listeners could Oh, could of course. You well, I always do my picks. I always do my picks and I always have a link to my bookie AG on my picks. So it's easy just to go from whatever picks I make to my bookie AG. Once I finish my stupid bowl picks, because I'm tired of bowl, picking bowl games, it's, it's, it's monotonous. Is there a lot of bowl games this year? 40! At least they're all relevant, though, right? With, you know, good sponsors and everything. No. RNL Carriers, Norman's Bowl, friggin' Bad Boys, Moors, Gasparella Bowl, the Belk Bowl. What the hell is Belk? Ah, uh, yeah. Promo code TANK is uh, what you want to do when you go to myboogie.ag. Enter promo code TANK. There's Frank, even a we had. A dollar general bowl. A dollar throne is a bowl game. We had some Saturday football this past weekend. What do you think of Saturday football this time of year? It's better than Thursday football. I kind of like it. Yeah, I, I do like the Saturday games at the end of the year. That's been a tradition the NFL's had for years. You know, the Jets played their last game at Chase Stadium was a Saturday game. And it ended in a fiasco as the fans stormed the field and tore up the uh, goalpost. What year was that? 1983. They played at Shea? You didn't know the Jets played at Shea? No. They played at Shea uh, until 19, from 64 to 83. And the Mets basically treated them like shit. The, the Mets used to demand that they didn't play a game at home until October. Mm-hmm. The Jets sued the Mets to uh, be able to play early season games. And they basically treated the Jets like second-class citizens. And then finally, the Jets had enough. Said, okay, if you don't let us uh, add more seats and close close in Shea Stadium, we want out. And the Mets said, go ahead, go, leave. And they ended it's up wild. going to uh, Giant Stadium. I was going to say, it's wild how many football teams played in baseball stadiums uh, back in the day. You know, in 1975, they were uh, rebuilding Yankee Stadium. They rebuilt Yankee Stadium in 74 and 75. So the Yankees had to play at Chase Stadium. At the same time, the Giants, who played at uh, Yale, the Yale Bowl in 73 and 74, while they waited for Giants Stadium to be finished, wanted to go back to the city because they weren't getting enough fans in uh, Connecticut. They played at Chase Stadium in 75. So 1975, you had the Mets, Jets, Yankees, and uh, Giants all sharing Chase Stadium. That's incredible. Did you like Shea? Do you like it? Did you like it a lot more than City? Oh, City feels more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Shea City was a dump, but it was our dump. That was the only thing. So Saturday, the Lions Bears game, not a lot to take away from there. The the night game, the Chiefs, we saw the return of MVP Alex Smith. And yeah, and Kareem Hunt, he's all of a sudden uh, he's reappeared. <laughs> Is it too late for Smith to get back into the MVP poll? Oh, he's he's done for the MVP. That's gone. I mean, Cream uh, Hunt might be back in the Rookie of the Year conversation, but mm-hmm. uh, I still give it to Kamara. Uh, that'll be played out these next two weeks. Aside from those two players, did you take anything away from this game in terms of in terms of the AFC West or the AFC playoff picture as a whole? Well, what I got from that game is that that's why Philip Rivers is not a Hall of Famer. Every mm-hmm. time the uh, the chips are on the table. He has a few interception game and then stomps around like uh, uh, someone uh, took his binky away. I think the Chiefs have 
maybe the second best home field in football. Eh. It's really good. They they nearly uh, they forced people to believe that the end of Brady and Belichick was a real thing. Well, you know, they kind of play good against the Patriots. Yep. Sorry, you had a trivia question about this game? Yep. So Tyree Kill had a 64-yard receiving touchdown, which was his 11th touchdown of 50 yards in his career. So what other – and he's the third player in NFL history to score 11 touchdowns of 50-plus yards in his first two seasons. Who are the other two players to accomplish that? Randy Moss? Nope. Deshaun Jackson. Nope. 11 50 yards in the first two years? That's insane. Mark Clayton. Nope. Someone who just caught bombs. Odell? Nope. Brandon Cooks? Nope. Marquise Colston? Nope. Azir Akeem? <laughs> nope. What? I'll give you a hint. He's... Don't think receiver. Don't think receiver. So running back, a receiving running back that must have just taken a bunch to the house. Darren Sproles. Nope. Are they names? Both big-time names. Arguably the best at his position in one of them, and then the other one is like a top 25 player all-time probably by Frank. Jim Brown. No, but you're on the right track. Gail Sayers? Yeah. LT? Gail Sayers is one. What the fuck? (laughs) And then the other guy is arguably the best at his position. Now Frank's going to have a problem with that. Frank Tony Ed. Gonzalez. Nope. Emmett Smith? Nope. Is a running back? Nope. That's a hint. It's Gronk? No. Gronk doesn't uh, go 50 yards. You got to think someone who scores long touchdowns. How do you score long touchdowns in the NFL? Kevin Hester. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Jesus. I was going to guess him. I was thinking. I kept thinking receiving t- t- touchdowns. Yeah, Frank. I don't know what we should have fifty-yard touchdowns. <laughs> I kept thinking yeah, receiving Frank. touchdowns. What do we think about that, Frank? I think it's a great question. You guys just couldn't get the answer. Right? I thought I could have sworn he said uh, receiving touchdowns. Nope. Yeah, we'll have to play back the tape. Said fifty-yard <laughs> touchdowns. All right. There's one more. Uh, yes. This one you should get a little quicker. The all-time touchdowns by a QB wide receiver duo. These two uh, jumped into second place all-time this past weekend. Rivers and Gates? Yep. So now who's one and who's three? QB wide receiver uh, slash tight end duo. All right. Uh, Rice Young? Uh, yep. So they're three. Now who's one? Peyton Marvin? Yep. There you go. All right, Frank, let's move to Sunday. Let's get right to the game of the weekend. Patriots-Steelers, uh, game of the year. It's up there with that Texans-Seahawks game and then the Rams-Eagles game, like we had talked about as other games of the year. What do you think? I think the NFL's rules suck. I think it, it has been confirmed that Bill Belichick is absolutely Dark Sidious, a.k.a. Palpatine. But, uh, truly, there is dark magic when it involves the Patriots. That I think the call is absolutely bullshit. That Jesse James was on his knees and then he made a secondary move with the ball over the goal line. I think that they've they've completely screwed this whole catch, non-catch situation up. And that the that when the referees are involved too much, then the league sucks. And this weekend the referees are involved too much. You know, it's like these referees, they think that they uh, at the beginning of the game when they do the pre the pregame introductions, 
when he announced some team announces their offense, some team announces their defense, that they should have a third thing. They had the music. You have the lights drop. You have a spotlight. You have fireworks going off. And now, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the referees. It's here. Introducing first the man with the biceps, Ed Hockley. <laughs> Next, it's the man with his index card, Gene Sanitar. <laughs> <laughs> and they come out with smoke and laser shows going around them. I mean, it really, the referees really think that the game is about them. They have these long meetings. They're chuckling. They love throwing their flags. They're drowning the game. They are drowning this game. How pissed would you be if you were a Steelers fan after that? I think I'd be as pissed as that guy that was beating up his bag of potato chips. That's an all-time video. You, for, you ever watched Pittsburgh Dad? Yeah, yeah, you've talked about him. I checked him out. He's hilarious. You're right. I haven't seen his episode yet this week. I don't know if he's dropped it yet. He usually drops it Monday night, Tuesday morning. But I'm just mm-hmm. looking forward to what, what he did, what he comes up with this week. I like a couple weeks ago when they were playing Daddy. <laughs> they showed the first half. That he throws his Christmas tree out the window. And then you see, like, after the Steelers win the game, the Christmas tree comes back in the window. You said on Twitter in reply to that video that you once flip, uh, flipped, a, I forget if it was Snacks or something, over Luis Castillo, dropped pop-up. Yeah, I flipped the table. <laughs> was that, is a, that was against the Yankees, right? It was a Subway series? Yes, it was. I remember that. So what do you do? Two What's outs. the story behind it? It was two outs. Mets had a one-run lead. A-Rod pops it up with uh, two runners on base and Luis Castillo in like at the edge of the, uh, in the diamond with two outs. One hands it nonchalantly and it bounces off his glove. And the Yankees get both runners on base come around to score. And you're and it wasn't, it, it wasn't, And it wasn't though I hate it. Didn't like it. it wasn't though Luis Castillo was one of my favorite players. I mean, I instantly hated Luis Castillo. This guy, this guy had like... You know, you ever hear warning track power? He never mm-hmm. got, he barely got the ball out of the infield every time he hit. I mean, this guy, before he was, this guy, by the way, Luis Castillo, had a 490 career batting average against the Mets and had like five of seven career home runs against the Mets. And uh, one game, he sold five stolen bases, and another game, he sold four. He, like, like the greatest player ever against the Mets. And then he gets to the Mets, and he's still a Met killer. He bat, his career batting average in the Mets is like 180. He had like 18 errors every other week, every uh, month. And he was like uh, 0 for 90 with his stolen bases. That's the story I remember of the, during, the I remember during the, two seven, the 2007 collapse when they first got Luis Casillo, where he had three straight games of two errors. He was that's, a player I actually tough. wrote a song for. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And it was Louis, Louis. Oh, baby, you got to go. <laughs> hey, Louie, Louie. Hey, you got to go. I mean, I hated Louis Castillo so much. 
I mean, I put him next to Vince Coleman and Bobby Vinny as my most hated match. I mean, the, the, the just the anger and frustration every time I saw Louis Castillo. And then they gave him Mookie Wilson's number on top of it. Uh, players not playing well for the Mets and then killing them is the theme lady. Isn't Daniel Murphy like a Hall of Famer since he moved to Washington when he plays New York? Well, he was always – he was a decent player on the Mets. The only okay. problem with Daniel Murphy is he was a butcher in the field. Especially in the World Series. Yeah, he was a butcher in the field. Yeah. I remember there was a game one of his first full season, 2009. They, uh, you see, they called him up at the end of the 2008 season. He was an okay player. 2009, they called him up. They didn't know where to play him. They didn't know where to play him at third. They didn't know where to play him at short. They didn't know where to play him at second. And sometimes he played left field. And it was a Louis Castillo situation where he dropped a ball in left field. And uh, the Marlins scored two runs in the uh, bottom of the ninth and won the game. In terms of the actual game, uh, Patriots, you know, you got to presume they're going to have home field throughout the playoffs now. Is Can the Steelers beat them in Foxborough in the AFC Championship? No, they got to hope someone does their dirty work. Mm-hmm. Someone else going to beat the pass? Yikes. There's one team that seems to play well against the Patriots. The Chiefs? The Chiefs. There's no way Bill Belichick would lose two games in one season at home to the Chiefs. You never know sometimes. Sometimes the team has your number. Right. Like the Chiefs, they don't have a prayer against the Steelers. And the Steelers I... don't have a prayer against the Patriots. It's one of those situations. But, yeah, the, Chiefs, right. but the Chiefs seem to play well against, against the Patriots. Remember that game when everyone was uh, calling Tom Brady's career over? What was that, like 42-7? That was uh, it's on to uh, it's on to Cincinnati. I think what sucks is the that play, the touchdown that got overturned, is overriding. Like the Steelers were really in control of that game, and I don't know if they blew it or if Tom Brady just won it, but it really never even should have had to come down to that. Steelers blew it. They dropped a they dropped an interception. They had uh, they uh, didn't uh, do what was necessary. They, they they went to a shell like the Falcons did. I mean, instead of uh, they just they yeah uh, they they should have been more aggressive trying to get first downs. Mm-hmm. And if they could have got a first down or two, they could have uh, killed the clock. I've never seen so many injuries, and yet this forty-year-old he's got to be using steroids. There has to <laughs> there has to be steroids in there. It's his diet, Frank. It's his diet. I feel like shit every day. <laughs> I mean, I, I wake up out of bed I, I take naps and I get trolley horses You gotta start eating avocado ice cream And all the crazy things Tom yeah. Brady eats No tomatoes, all that stuff You and Tom Brady have very opposite diets the, uh, They're putting John Gruden In the ring of honor in Tampa He did win a Super Bowl for them Frank, what are we making of uh, Aaron Rodgers' game on Sunday? That was probably the best game of the 1 o'clocks he was a little rusty. Uh, he played what he, he he had flashes, but those three interceptions hurt. And mm. Carolina looks like they're uh, hitting the stride. Yeah, they're legit. What are they ten and four now? They're gonna make the playoffs. You know, three teams are gonna probably make the, the playoffs in that division. The Falcons yeah. are looking good right now. Uh, you don't want to do that. <laughs> That's how the eye injury happened. Oh, me rubbing my eye? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Panthers are for sale now. 
And there's uh, a couple guys. I think you should try to get on with Diddy and stuff on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, uh, I love P Diddy. I'm gonna buy the team and I'm gonna sign Colin Kaepernick and start him in every game. <laughs> when they already have a franchise quarterback. And he's legitimately ten times better than Colin Kaepernick. You know, you can say what you want about Colin Kaepernick. I mean, there's a lot of teams he could play for. He mm-hmm. played the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> he'd work. He'd fit on the Jets. See, the, the best places to put Colin Kaepernick is in a north, a northern city, which wouldn't, uh, which politically wouldn't go uh, where where his politics would would upset some a segment of the fan base, but not the whole fan base. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't bring Colin Kaepernick to Houston. You couldn't bring Colin Kaepernick to Dallas. Of course, Jerry Jones wouldn't sign Colin Kaepernick. So, <laughs> you couldn't bring him to Arizona, but you could bring him to Cleveland. The Jets—he would have fit. Uh, he would be. He would have been a good fit on the Jets. Is that an insult? Would have been a good fit on the Jets. It's New York. I mean, you'll have some people upset in New York, but not everyone will be upset in New York. Oh yeah, yeah. Play style-wise, though, just telling a player that they'd be a good fit on the Jets probably means. That's, I mean, you're saying a lot just by saying that. Well, he'd be a good fit on the Browns. I mean, his song Pfizer is terrible. Another terrible. insult. You know, Hugh Jackson is now 1-29 as head coach of the Cleveland Browns. And they're talking about bringing him back next year. Yeah, and the Bengals are talking about trading for him. The Eagles uh, took down the Giants 34-29. to Nick Foles wasn't terrible, but I don't know. I'm still not buying him as – No, he was good. Uh, he was legitimately good. Eli they, Manning had a great game in that game. They got – the, the, uh, the, the uh, Giants would have won that game except uh, the Eagles blocked a punt. The Eagles mm-hmm. blocked a field goal. The Eagles blocked a point after touchdown. Mm-hmm. So you're buying some Nick Foles stock then? I'm buying that he's decent. Uh, but the, and the Eagles – the Eagles, I don't think that I, I, I still don't necessarily buy them going to Super Bowl, but he's he's mm-hmm. he's not an awful backup. He's better yeah. than a lot of starters. He's better than Deshaun Kaiser, for example. Okay. The top of the NFC is really interesting because you have the Eagles as a buy a team with a buy that has falls, and then you could have the Vikings, a team led by Case Keenum. Rather than neither one of them, you know, have what you would call like you know, a leader, a really good quarterback. Uh, yep. Uh, and uh, Teddy Bridgewater got back in there, and he threw an interception in his first throw. The, the Vikings could have home field throughout the playoffs. That'd be really cool. Well, right now it's the Eagles in front. The Eagles still have it ahead of them. So the Vikings the Eagles lead the Eagles to lose a game. The Minnesota beat the Bengals too, who finally got rid of Marvin Lewis. He must have. Uh, someone must have deleted the pictures he had. I think that said that saying it's not my job to motivate the players. I think that finally was the last straw. I, I mean, he got them to the playoffs a bunch of times, but he didn't win a playoff game. I mean, mm. literally, he just he, he and I guess that's good enough for uh, Cincinnati and that the fact that they're better than the Browns. But that's not setting the bar too high. You know, I'm not saying Marvin Jones is a bad coach because he did win. He did get them to the playoffs, but he just couldn't win playoff games. Mm-hmm. But it's the discipline that's the problem that's always bothered me with him. Is mm-hmm. says perfect, and and sometimes you need to change the coach. I mean, do you realize the only coach that's been in his uh, had that's been longer tenured in the NFL is Bill Belichick? 
That's an insane stat every time I hear it. I mean, 15 years, that's a long time. And for him not to win a playoff game, it's a miracle that he lasted that long. I mean, I'm sure he deserves another shot to be a head coach. I mean, why not? I mean, there's enough retreads. But it's time for it's time for Cincinnati to make a change. Yeah, that's the right call. What'd you make of your team on Sunday? Jay Cutler, you suck. Jay Cutler, you suck. Jay Cutler, you suck. That sums it up. I mean, three interceptions, and I mean three bad interceptions. Bad overthrows. It's back to the bad body language. I mean, he wasn't – the cutler that was on Monday night from Sunday was just like – it was back to normal. You know what bothers me about the Bills is that they're 8-6 and six right now, and I think they're in the playoffs right now if it were to end, but they have a tough game with the Pats next week. Yes. But if they hadn't done that Nathan Peterman game, and if they had won that game, they probably would make the playoffs. Oh, Yeah. Especially with the Ugh. Titans now struggling, the Titans are are wobbling. Mm-hmm. So they're in good, they're in really good shape. The only problem is they got to go to Foxborough this week. Yeah. So you got to assume they're going to lose that game. So then they got to go to Miami and win, and then we'll see what happens with Baltimore and Tennessee. I would say I'm rooting for the Bills to make it finally. Well, you want to party like it's 1999? I know you're more into watching teams suffer. Yeah, I want to see them suffer. I mean, I, I'm really enjoying the fact that the Browns are, could go 0-16. They got their final two games on the road. And, and uh, basically, it, it's you got to win this week because their last game's in Heinz Field. And Pittsburgh just, like, like like loves, like, toying with them. Like They're like a cat with a mouse. I mean, and if they win this week, it'll be two years in a row they won on Christmas Eve. They only deliver on Christmas uh, Christmas Eve. Oh, that would be incredible. Who do they play this Sunday? The Bears. Uh, okay, that's winnable. It's it's on the road, though. It's, it's the other Soldier Field. Mitchell Trubisky versus Deshaun Kaiser. That's appointment viewing. <laughs> I mean, what you would call? Uh, Deshaun I'm a Notre Dame fan. I I, I, I never knew, understood why anyone thought he was a pro prospect. I mean, he was terrible. Thank you. In the 4 o'clock games, we talked about the Pat Seals already. The, one of the biggest surprises to me was the Rams, just total annihilation uh, over the Seahawks. Ram it. We know how to ram it. Let's ram it. You ever see that music video? You got to check that out. The one from the 80s or whatever it is? Yeah, the Rams, the Rams music video is so unintentionally funny <laughs> and so cheesy. It's, it, it's, it takes the cake. And the, the lyrics are, are, are like, ram it, we know how to ram it, let's ram it. We'll be rocking L.A. all night and all day, so let's ram it. We know how to ram it, let's ram it. They, what was surprising was not just, I mean, we, I guess we figured that their offense was going to put up points, but defensively, the Seahawks couldn't do anything. Now they're not going to make the playoffs. Good. Yeah, that's, uh, their shtick is done. Yeah, yeah. I guess they won't be. I guess they won't be going after knees in the playoffs. Oh yeah, the victory formation. Let's go after someone's knees. They're a bunch of sore losers. You know that their act is tiring. Did you see Bobby Wagner called out Earl Thomas on Twitter after the game too? I think that was real. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. 
That's that's amazing. How could a coach let a locker room or let players do that? Because P. Carroll doesn't have control. And it's worked because there was so much talent, but slippery slope. Now that they're now that they've broken down a little bit, it's not working anymore. It's the wild, wild west in uh, Pete Carroll's locker. Yeah, Carroll's kind of like Harbaugh in the sense where he can come in and for a while, you know, he can be really effective, but eventually that that what he does, you know, it does wear off. Like you said, when they don't have as much talent. In the the night game, we had. Another interesting rule, I guess we'll call it. Oh, you mean the uh, the index card? Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't even make sense because if we put the index card in between the ball and the first down marker, wouldn't that mean that he was short? Yes, it would. Would he call it you the know, first down? Yeah, but you, you you don't know this thing. The Ra- the the the, uh, the NFL loves to screw over the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime they get a chance to screw over the Raiders, they will. And the NFL likes the Cowboys, so they want the Cowboys in the playoffs. So they just help the Cowboys out. The Raiders got hosed, too, with the, the stupid pylon rule. Well, that time I think it was actually right. That was the right call. If you, yeah, fumble, the right the ball, call. If you fumble the ball into the end zone, it's, it is a uh, touchback. Yeah, but and, why should- you shouldn't lose unlike, the ball for that. And unlike other times, like uh, the uh, the Safarian Jackins play, which was ridiculous, where the ball mm. never even left his stomach. <laughs> and uh, and the other time, the guy fumbled away, uh, touched the pylon, and then the ball dropped. Derek Carr actually fumbled the ball before the goal line. That yeah, ball was no. that ball left his hand on the on the two yard line. It was the right ruling, but that's just that's just just a harsh penalty to to lose the ball. Whether whether you get a loss of downs or you know you true, move ten true. yards back yes, or if, something. If you uh, if you fumble the ball to the twelve and it goes out at the eight, you get the ball back at the twelve. Yeah. <laughs> it's but. the NFL and it's it's Rubik's Cube rules. <laughs> All right, we'll close out the football talk with another trivia question, Soy. Sure. Derek Carr threw his hundredth career touchdown pass in his sixtieth NFL game, and he's the eighth fastest to reach the hundred passing touchdown mark among QBs since 1970. So name the seven other QBs to reach that mark in fewer games than Carr. Dan Marino. Yeah, one. Uh, Brett Favre. Nope. Peyton Manning. Yep. Hold on. uh... Big Ben? Nope. Rogers. Yep. That's, uh, you got three. So one, two, three, four more. Dan Fouts. (laughs) No. Elway. Nope. Stafford. Yep. Kurt Warner. Yep. Two more. Brady. Nope. Rivers. Nope. 100 touchdowns in 60 games. Russell Wilson. Nope. Eli Manning. Nope. I'll give you a hint. They were both number one overall picks. Cam Newton. Nope. Andrew Luck. Yep. That's one. One more. Gee, I forgot Andrew Luck existed. Number one overall picks. Michael Vick. No, not Michael Vick. It's not Tissa is it? It's not, no. Come on, you got this. One more. Number one pick. Jamarcus Russell. Negative. It wouldn't be Purple Drank. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know who it is. No more guesses? Is it it like recent or old? Uh, I mean, he's 
He was in the league this year. That's another hint. Was in the league. Carson Palmer. There you go. Got him. Oh, wow. It's all of them. Good one. All right, Frankie, let's answer a couple Christmas questions here. We got from at MJ Bryant 2324. Favorite Christmas memory as a kid and also as an adult? Favorite Putting you on the spot. As a kid, as an adult. Wow. Like the present mm. you got or. Yeah, what's the best gift you ever got? Well, when I was a kid, I got the. Uh, what you would call? I got uh, an at at and a Millennium Falcon. What was the first one? An at at. What's that? What the hell is that? It's a Star Wars thing. The, the uh, Imperial Walker. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. An AT-AT. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know the things on Yeah, yeah. Uh, I work with kids during the day, and this one kid, the the Legos they make for Star Wars now are insane. This this one kid had a Millennium Falcon Lego set. Wow. And yeah, he said it said he said it took him hours to build it. Did you ever get a like a Super Nintendo or a Sega or anything like that? Uh, I never. I've I've only had regular Nintendo. I never had any Super Nintendo things. So I will, really didn't have many great video games. You say the Super Nintendo didn't have great video games? I didn't did? have Super Nintendo. Oh, okay. I only had a regular Nintendo and Atari and the television. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they came out at lame eight. You ever see the the Atari uh, ET video game? I mean, the video game was so bad, it almost killed the entire home video game industry. <laughs> I mean, we're talking smash your game against the wall. Don't want to play anymore. <laughs> Even back then it was that bad? Oh, it was horrible. That's rough, considering there's not a lot to compare to back then. Oh, no, no. The, the game almost destroyed the industry. <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard that story? No. On Atari? Yeah, it was an Atari came out with E.T., the, the video game. Mm-hmm. And they expected it to be like the biggest hit, and it was such a bust. They ended up burying like a whole bunch of video game cassettes in the desert somewhere. Oh my god! <laughs> and the game was bad. It was awful. And you played it? Yeah, I had it. And I'm it look, sucked. I'm looking at pictures now, and it does look pretty goddamn awful. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I mean, I, the graphics are terrible. Even for back then, they were terrible. When you Google it too, you see uh, all the <laughs> the uh, the buried ones in the desert. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, Evan Milsk wants to know do you do anything for a Christmas morning brunch Uh, there's another part he said how many meals in a row do you eat Christmas leftovers and do you do anything for brunch it's basically uh, because I have turkey it's basically the same thing I do on Thanksgiving so it's like a repeated Thanksgiving so you do little appetizers I just have the, uh, the, uh, the orange Danish rolls again there it is and you're Alan Ham. You're not a Honey Bake Ham Christmas guy? New Year. I have ham on New Year. Okay. Christmas cookies? Thoughts? Uh, I'm going to try to make some tomorrow. Oh, you make your own? Yeah, sugar cookies. Uh, usually when I go to Idaho, I make them with my mother. But uh, this time, my parents uh, basically uh, have battened down the hatches and are 
or uh, turning into the Overlook Hotel and uh, not going anywhere. <laughs> Except to little. get mail and food every now and then. <laughs> little Idaho nuggets. We I, I mean, I mean, that my father, as my father says, uh, when he dies, he could go to hell and he'll know he'll be in a better place because he's been to Idaho. <laughs> why does he? Why did he move there if he hates it so much? <laughs> it's my mother's side of family from out there. Oh no! And. Uh, <laughs> Frank, do you like eggnog? Oh, I hate eggnog. It's it's vile. Yeah, I think eggnog is gross too. I don't like it at all. Regular eggnog or Christmas eggnog? Special I don't like eggnog. eggnog at all. Okay. Who drinks eggnog any other time than Christmas? I'm talking like special fun eggnog. That's usually around Christmas too. <laughs> special fun eggnog. <laughs> we'll be the jolliest bunch of assholes decided in a nut house. <laughs> so Frank, you're on vacation right now. Christmas coming up in a week. What are you, how are you spending your time? You working on your website? Uh yeah, pretty much. I'm gonna try to do that. Make a step to the office. There you go. What day are you going? Wednesday. Okay, great. Who do you uh, like coordinate that with? When when you do, you just like tell us. This when time you're I've in? been. The, this time I'm coordinating with Clem. Oh, cool. Ah, friend of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Possible <laughs> snacking off. Uh, possible snacking off here, so. That might be fun. That's big time. Snacking off? Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you know, Do you what, know what you might... No, I don't. Oh, surprise, okay. surprise. Leave it a surprise. You got to bring your A game. I've been trying to do some... Uh, I've been trying to try to uh, do my uh, podcast uh, periscopes of me trying to do things. I tried the uh, caramel salted uh, Pepsi last week. I tried the uh, Mountain Dew holiday brew uh, just the other day. And now I got this other Mountain Dew. Which is blue and looks like Windex, and I'm afraid. <laughs> Dude, that's insane. Some of the flavors of these things they come up with. Yeah, so I'll give that a try. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of the uh, Coca Freestyle Coke machine and the different flavors they get out of that. Yeah, yeah. What's your What's your go-to meal? What's your favorite meal? What do you mean on any day? Yeah, like if you if it's like Saturday, Friday, or Saturday night, and you're like ordering takeout or something, you can go anywhere. Maybe a pizza or something like that, or uh, make a, make some steaks, uh, sandwiches. You get toppings on your pizza? I feel like most of your pictures are cheese. Mostly I uh, cheese, and maybe I'll put some pepperoni once in a while, but I just mainly like a cheese pizza. Playing like your hot dog. Yep. Got to respect that. Hey, Frank, did you see uh, the story of John Skipper is no longer with ESPN? <laughs> Walk, uh, John Skipper's walking the plank finally. I mean, he ran that he ran that network aground. I mean, I mean, to even rehire him and give him a new contract is like, say to the guy that uh, crashed the Titanic, oh, okay, here's another boat. <laughs> Catch it again. Uh, I'm curious, someone from your, from someone from your perspective, because I, you know, someone my age, growing up, like sport was important thing in the world before smartphones before twitter before notifications uh, i assume you you were the same way as a kid how about before the internet before when the only uh, only other way to get scores was turning on uh headline news at uh, 20 minutes past the hour and getting mm-hmm. scores or uh, maybe uh you know, or watching the crawl at the bottom of a screen on yeah. espn yeah you're right that used to be when uh when the only way you get scores in sports news at six o'clock, the six o'clock sports center 
was when you got your sports news. You didn't, you didn't, uh, you maybe had the, the the early stages of WFAN. So you put on that six o'clock Sports Center, everything you were getting was fresh and new. It's almost sad. I almost miss watching or like needing to rely on Sports Center in a way. They could have kept. They could have kept it simple with the highlights. Well, no, it's all commentary. They have a thousand commentary shows, and then you have more commentary on Sports Center and more interviews and more BS. And aside from live programming, I don't know what we need ESPN for anymore because Sports Center sucks. Uh, the website, like I don't read any of my sports information from there. Even the app, you can get, I get scores. scores. I get scores. You can get them from sports elsewhere. Center. They're like you don't need ESPN. Yahoo's app is way better. Like there, you can watch like basically entire game highlights. ESPN ESPN gives you like a minute thirty. Well, yeah, it's always been enough for me. I don't. I guess maybe uh, when I'm just looking up quick scores from my website, I've always gone to uh, ESPN to see the summaries and. The, uh, like the top performer written out here, so that's where I've always gone. Yeah, I don't know. It might, might just be a thing out of habit, though. Just there, basically, that, yeah. That name ESPN is still, you know, synchronized yeah. in many people's minds. Is that a word? Yep. I don't know. Uh, we'll wrap up. Frank, you want to hit him with the promo code one last time? That's tank at mybookieag. You get some great bonuses. You get great discounts, and it's the fastest online payouts. You get instantaneous payouts, and every time you bet, you get fan points, which could help you uh, get bonuses and uh, make more bets. Frank, correct me if I'm Free wrong. Bet. Have you been have you been kind of hot lately with your picks? Uh, I've been mediocre lately. Okay, better than earlier in the year, though. Yeah, when I really when I was a mush. Yeah, so Tank's Army, now's the time to get in on Frank. Yep. He, he's, the hot streak's about to come. Yeah, um, I'll, have, I'll add more bowls in the next day or two. Okay, good. Yeah, there's not too many. There's not too many of them, so you should be able to breeze through those. Oh, 40 of them. So I should put up more bowl predictions tomorrow, and then I'll hopefully have, by the end of the week, have all my bowls up. All right, great. All right, Frank, we look forward to seeing some content from you in the office. All right, see you later. All right, have a good one. Later, Frankie.